Howdy, 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 and welcome to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm Brian, a.k.a. the Red Dirt Aggie, and with me today is uh, Mr. Joey Hugh Mungo. How you Hello. doing, Joey? Hello, how's it going? <laughs> it's been a while since I've been on, but I'm glad to be back. Yeah, we got we have, like, video now. That, that's a thing. <laughs> so that's new, right, since the last time you were here. Yep, yep, it's new. And uh, we're... We're back in football season. I I think the last time you came on, we were in uh, we were in basketball season. I think you were talking to Paul. I don't know if that no, was the I've last been on, one. I was on after that. I forget when I was on, but yeah. I can't wait to talk more to Paul as we get closer to that game. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. We'll we'll definitely be sure to get you back for to Paul, and hopefully before then too. Uh, we appreciate. I mean, your there, there's no one in the Aggie fan base that knows more about DePaul basketball than I do. Yeah, except you know, maybe Buzz Williams, but. <laughs> Yeah, that that's that that's probably a safe bet there. Yeah. Um, let's stick with football for now though. But yeah, let's let's get back into football. Um so last week, you know, A and M at home against Auburn, uh we looked pretty good and Auburn also looked pretty bad. So it's kinda like one of those are we really good? Is Auburn really bad? Is it both? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not that negative on this Aggie football team, but I gotta say Auburn was more bad than the Aggies were good, I feel like. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, you see, there, uh, it didn't seem like any of their quarterbacks were really capable of throwing the ball uh, other than really oh, far away from the receivers. <laughs> and I mean, any time a team is going to play three quarterbacks, yeah, you know they're not in good good position and their offensive line was maybe the worst offensive line I've ever seen an SEC team have they were yeah. pure switch Swiss cheese and turnstiles Swiss cheese and turnstiles love it <laughs> they're, they're letting everything through every one of our beautiful big fast powerful defensive linemen you know they looked oh, every yeah. bit the part of their uh, the recruiting stature also... which is good to see but you know the we gotta see what they does. do against tougher opponents the uh, the other humongos <laughs> we're, we're getting yeah, there and, yeah. and laying on those quarterbacks <laughs> sticking it to them but mm-hmm. um, but yeah and the thing is you know <laughs> a lot of those times we're, we're we're doing that thing you know that that a lot of people don't like where we're only rushing you know three or four guys and we're still getting through there and sacking the quarterbacks so um, Auburn just did not look good and no no. Not to take anything away from our guys, you know, they did what they were supposed to and, you know, they played great, but at the same time... Yeah, but you look at other games and we don't get home with four that well and definitely not with three. And, you know, maybe we should do better at that, but, you know, Auburn was really the first game where it felt like Durkin's decision to rush such few people um, worked out. Yeah, and, uh, well being the fact that they they had to go out there and um they really had to go out there and throw the ball a lot you know once they got down we got them down early and uh that's the thing you know if it's working for us to only to only rush that many we're still getting pressure on the quarterback then it's going to be effective then because uh i mean they're going to have more people back in coverage and they're not going to be able to get any throws done all day long yep but and I'm I'm glad I'm not an Auburn fan. I can say that for sure. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, um, 
definitely a, definitely a tough year for them. I think it's going to be uh, very tough for them this year. Yeah, the, the one thing, sadly, though, is, man, I wish we came out of that game with no major injuries, but, man, yeah, you know, we, we came away with a big one. Losing losing Connor was just so disappointing because he, he, he's really the best quarterback that we've had since Johnny. And, you know, I hate to be the stereotypical, you know, Aggie and compare everything to when we had Johnny, but, I mean, you know, quarterback play hasn't been anywhere near that level in, you know, around a decade. Uh, and I gotta, we got to give Kellen Mond his props, you know. No, he um, was – he, yeah, he didn't have the weapons that Connors had. Um, he had Christian Kirk for like a year, and after that, you know, he had nobody. Well, so. well yeah, and, you know, ha- props to Kellen for surviving four years as a starting quarterback in the SEC. That's tough to do, especially on – and a football team is what we've, what we've seen lately, too. Um, so um, just even to be able to stay in good condition and be, you know, reliable. Um, whereas he may have never had, like, the ceiling that a guy like Johnny or Connor would. He was he was certainly reliable, and you knew uh, what you were going to get from him. He was a very coachable player that, um, you know, he, he did what he had to do, and he led us, he led, led us that season to that um, almost make the playoff and – yeah, so and, you know, it, it hasn't always been the best offensively this year. I mean, we've definitely been better offensively this year than pa- the past year. But, I mean, looking at Connor's stats, I took a glance. And, you know, he's almost at, like, 70% completion percentage, which is Insane. very good. It's what you want to yeah. see, especially when you're playing the easier part of the schedule at the beginning of the year, you know. Sure. He's been getting the job done. Um, When he's supposed to. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's probably been there's been some moments you know on third downs and stuff where it's like okay well, we would have loved to have had that but in general you know for a young guy um, he's doing a really good job and it's hard to be tough on the young underclassmen because um, you know that they, they do so much growing and developing in college and you know it's it's really I'm not gonna be tough on a guy until they're you know a junior or senior to really start nitpicking at stuff like that. Uh, speaking of underclassmen, how about? Max Johnson, he's still got like three more years of eligibility. He's still an underclassman it, by these uh, classification rules. I, is what I was yeah, thinking, you, so. you told me that. <laughs> he's in his fourth year of college, and he's somehow just a redshirt sophomore, <laughs> which I have no idea how they're doing that math. Like I know the COVID yeah. year throws that off at all, but man, I thought he was like a senior last year. I did too, but um, and apparently he, I think he was able to get a redshirt for last year too because he got hurt and he only appeared, I think, in – the four games or whatever the the minimum requirement is, but it's it's how you end up with these guys like uh, like Nick Starkle and uh, and um, Bumper Pool that are just there forever. That's a shot at Arkansas who we play this week, but uh, it's a fun name, Bumper Pool. Yeah, speaking of fun names, we Max got Johnson. one. Oh, Max Johnson? No, no. Oh, the five star guy. Oh, we got a we got a recruit. Uh, by the name of uh, why don't you why don't you why don't you take an attempt at pronouncing the last name there? <laughs> I think it's supposed to be Bussy, right? Oh, oh, you, are you sure it's not uh, Bussy? Yeah, that, but that's how Brian likes to pronounce Bussy. it because you know he's into that sort of thing. Well, no, just my name starts with a B, so I, I just naturally you know like boo boo. I don't know. Yeah, you're the expert at that that type of name. <laughs> uh, you know, names that start yeah. with B. Terry Bussy from Timson, Texas. <laughs> 
Uh, he's got some impre- very impressive high school stats. Um, yeah, how about 26 passing touchdowns on about a, close to 2,200 passing yards? Uh, so he he can sling it. Uh, Bussy can sling it for sure. And uh, he's uh, he finds his way into that end zone too. 46 rushing touchdowns. Um, and shoot, close to 2,600 rushing yards too. So uh, very dominant as a runner, but he can throw it too. Um, and guess what? But Bussy also plays both ways. Yeah, we know you like playing it both ways. Um, oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, he's listed as a quarterback. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens when he comes to A&M, you know, you, oh, yeah. you see his offensive output and you think, man, maybe he sees what Travis Hunter has been, what was doing in Colorado and says, maybe I want to do something like that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, with, with 115 tackles, five picks, four of them, he ran back for touchdowns. So obviously this guy's fast. So I'm taking away from all these stats. Yeah. He, you know, he's got, sixes. he's got good ball skills. Like maybe we do see what, if we can do something at receiver, like, I think that'd be fun at least. Maybe it's not a thing you can do, but I, I hear that and I just think, man, this could be our little mini Travis Hunter. Yeah, I know. And I think, you know, as a result of a guy like Travis Hunter, I think a lot of people are going to be like lobbying to play offense and defense now because they're going to want to be like, yeah. it's going to be kind of like the whole, you know, there's probably people in baseball trying to be. I mean, there always has been, but there's probably people in baseball now even more that are growing up being like, I want to be like Shohei Otani. Like, I want to do it all, you know. And um, it's kind of like that's in, you know, Shohei Otani is like Babe Ruth. And then now you got guys in football. You mean Babe Ruth's like, like Shohei Otani? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But um, it, and it's just like, you know, and then you don't have another – just maybe he could be one of those generational – talents that i guess that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah you know it's too early to tell it always is too early to tell when they're just coming in from high school you don't know what's going to happen you don't know if you know god forbid they're gonna drift a car through a parking garage or something like that you know but or or their uh <laughs> their their neighbors at park west don't like the smell coming from their balcony yeah <laughs> yeah we'll <laughs> leave it at that but yeah uh that <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but that happened this season, you know? Oh, yeah. Someone called because – not because anything necessarily had happened or that it was a smell, but it was that they were talking about something happening, and they were scared, so they called. And it was like a Friday at like, you know, 9 p.m., so it wasn't really a valid noise complaint either, so I was just kind of a little confused on how that happened. But, you know, you know – all, all I, I could know say is... some things, but I won't. <laughs> I don't think you want me to say some things. No. No, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it PG slash PG thirteen here for YouTube purposes. But um, yeah, I don't want to get age gated. So <laughs> yeah, but seeing that recruit come in, Terry, he's a very good get, and you Sorry, know, I, I'm not out on Jimbo by any means. I'm, I'm definitely out on Durkin, um, his terrible defenses. But plus, you, you know, if guy. Jimbo's gonna do what he says and you know hand over the, the keys to his coordinators and he's gonna do the ceo type thing and recruit in the new nil age of college football and we keep seeing yeah. these recruiting classes come in you know it's it, it's hard to like criticize him and you know it's it's not like jimbo's well been bad at getting coordinators i think the latest his latest dc has been a miss but before that we had elko so 
he could go out and get the best yeah. of the best for sure. So, like, my confidence in him is has not wavered. And I think um, this Wegman injury will probably save him a little bit because he has a little bit of excuse if the end of the season doesn't finish very strong. And I, I think back to last year, though, and when I think about last year, that's where a lot of the doubt for Jimbo comes into my mind. But we were so young. And I understand that we were young, and I understand there was a lot of injury, but it just seemed like he kind of lost the locker room last year, and you had all of these. Oh, he didn't lose a locker room by any means. Look how hard they were playing at the end of the year. I mean, I I guess that's true, but it's just. If you lose a locker room, the team is given up. And, you know, I don't know how much of the blame is to fall on just young guys with a lot of money, and they come in and they make a mistake because they're young, and then, you know. Or if it's you know, I, I don't think that's. From the top. I, I don't, don't think it's a fault of any p- individual players and their personality. I think it's just. I mean, these are freshmen going against you know eighteen year olds versus like twenty two year olds. That's a big difference. Well, yeah, and especially these uh, past couple of years, you with those eligibility rules, it's allowed for definitely some larger age gaps, even more so than normal. Yeah, and you know, you know especially on the lines. Uh, you can get these guys in here who are highly recruited, but you know, a full year in, in the weight room in the on the diet plan to really get them at the yeah. good weight to to play hard good and physical and optimally, you know, that that really helps. So, you know, no, for I, sure. I I I'm, I thought found last year fun watching all the young guys, and I think there was certain players that it was frustrating to see their usage, namely Moose and Muhammad Jr. or the third. Is he the third? Yeah, he's the third. Yeah, um, Moose. Moose. You know, Daddy it's still puzzling. Panther. <laughs> it, it's it's still puzzling to see his usage because I, I don't quite get it. I feel like he should be getting more more targets. Well, I just think there's we ha- we have a little bit of a log jam at receiver. There's so much talent there that it's just hard to get everyone touches and on the field at the same time because you've got you've got Evan Stewart, you've got Noah Thomas playing out of his mind. Uh, to start the year, so now you know he's going to be getting like one game. Reps. Okay, let's, okay, let's be real. Still, uh, yeah, but I mean, four, four touchdowns. It doesn't matter to the opponent. It doesn't matter to the game. It's still impressive. Right, but um, I, I'd rather see the four touchdowns. You know, spread out against a few different sure. games. Sure. Um, but in it's just uh, yeah. I mean, Moose needs more reps for sure. I mean, look at look at what he did against LSU last year. I mean, he I know got his reps then and he went off. We got to get, we got to get him going. You know, I think a lot of these guys just got to get going. Yeah. And I like what they've done with, so I like what they're starting to do with Anias. They're, they're starting to um, treat him as a little bit of a running back every now and then. Um, They're, they are using him in the backfield a little bit again. I noticed. Um, Yeah. Our our running back room is turning into like a three, four headed monster. It feels like. Yeah, that's the thing. It doesn't really seem to matter who we line up back there. There, <laughs> there's a lot of talent there, and I've seen some flashes from uh, from our recruit Ruben Owens. He's oh, I love Ruben. Going to be special. Yeah, um, he had that. He had a one. It was a little, just a little dump off play to him, but uh, the way he ran and made his cuts and stuff, it just was like, dang. Yeah, this guy gets it. You know, um, against Auburn. That's one thing, like me and my dad, when we talk about Aggie football. Um, we talk about how we're finally getting these recruiting classes, but you go look at, you know, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, they get these stud running backs who are just, you, you you can't stop them, you know? Right. I remember Najee Harris coming to Kyle Field and like on the second or 
drive or something, he broke one for 70 yards and it was like, okay, well, game over, you know, can't compete with that. Yeah, or like uh, I, I would just really Derek want a guy Henry. like that, and I think Ruben Owens could be that guy. Oh yeah, I mean he's he 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 looks like someone who can handle like he, he can handle the volume of like he, you know he looks he looks built he looks sturdy, and he's he's quick too. He, he yeah, he's quick. He's shifty. He can make those. <laughs> he's agile. I guess is the right word, right? He can make those cuts. He's complete. He's he's a complete back. Like, or at least has the potential to grow into one. You know, he, he's a freshman. Maybe now with uh, Jimbo hands off the offense a little bit, yeah. you can you know <laughs> see that more easily. Make some make the proper substitutions. Leads that's the hope. But, and you know we we've seen that this year, as we said, we got you know basically four guys in that running back room if you include Anias as well. I just love that they're throwing the ball down the field too, more. Oh yeah, because like, it just it felt like you know that. Well, Petrino's good. Petrino knows what he's doing. But it just felt like those those big plays down the field were never really a thing in Jimbo's offense. It seemed like, you know, it was kind of very, like, I don't know. It, it seems like a faster pace of football that you, know, oh, yeah. you get from Petrino. And it's it's more exciting to watch. And I also have noticed, you know, we're we're finishing a lot of drives that we did not in the past. So, like, we're – we're finishing. We might not be scoring touchdowns on all those drives. That's something that I think we. Yeah, but that, see, I would say scoring touchdowns is finishing drives. Okay, well, that would be sure. my definition. We're finishing. That's a drives lot of people's definition of finishing drives. We're, we're fi- yeah, but see, in the Jimbo era, that wasn't his definition of finishing drives. His his thing was like, as long as we end with the kick, we're good. No, I want points. We better be getting at least three. And that's what I'm saying. You know, not seeing as much punting this year. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Just my takeaway. But um, I think hey, it was. Constantino's all right, but I'd rather see no punting at all. <laughs> oh, man. Wasn't there like a Kellen Mond like thing? Like the no interceptions, no kicks or something? Was that a real thing? Nink? Yeah. Or... Yeah, yeah. Nink. No interceptions, no kicks. Yeah, you Pretty know. Good but... motto, actually. I like it. Well, but the, the real thing is you want to end every drive with a kick, an extra point. So. Oh. No, not if you're an offensive guy. You want to go for two. I mean, I guess that's fair. That, that's his attitude. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we can we can score on every play. So, um, well, with Max Johnson taking over uh, the rest of the way, um, how do you like our chances? How, how do you like Max? I mean, how how do you think he so, differs from a guy like Connor back there? More experienced for sure, but yeah, more experienced. Uh. More limited physically. He's still pretty quick, though. He's he gets going, but he he lumbers a little bit. You know what I mean? You watch <laughs> him run, and he, it's a lumbering run. When it's almost like you know, you think back to if if you're if you're a gamer, and I know you're a gamer, um, and you play you know Madden or NCAA, there's a speed rating, but there's also that acceleration rating. <laughs> and He's Max got Johnson, really bad acceleration. Yeah, Max Johnson's like one of those guys who maybe has like you know high eighties, low nineties speed, but his acceleration is like okay. In the low 80s. He's not in the nineties. <laughs> He's not in the nineties. Well, I mean, you know, they give He's guys like high seventies for a quarterback, which is pretty fast. Okay, and then his acceleration's like in the high sixties. Then, <laughs> like he yeah, takes a while to get going, but once he gets going, you know, he gets maybe ten or twenty yards down there. You're not gonna catch him. <laughs> uh, he's not getting twenty. He he gets ten, fifteen though sometimes. Uh, every now and then, but, surprise you, and you're like, "Geez, get some oxygen, bro." He just doesn't look like 
the kind of guy who should be running. He looks a little lanky when he gets going, but it works, you know. The one thing I do like about Max Johnson, though, is he knows his role on the team. You know, when he transferred here, he knew he wasn't going to be the starter. You know, he wasn't transferring to be the starter. He was transferring to be with his brother, probably get a better education than where he was at. Johnson Johnson, a family company. Get the NIL deal, for real. Let's yep. do it. Yep. And, uh, you know, we had this problem, you know, with Haynes uh, King the prior year where we didn't really have a backup quarterback that could come in. Yeah. Which, which was an issue. And, you know, last year we were able to at least have not only – uh, Max Johnson, but also Connor. And so, yeah, you know, and, and unfortunately or fortunately, which, uh, you know, fortunately we got Connor some playing time, but unfortunately we had to even go to our third quarterback. And I think even Boast had to come in at some point for like maybe a play. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, um, it's just that the injuries that have riddled us at quarterback thinking back even to when we had Trevor Knight that year that we were like, you know, almost in a position to be in the playoff at one point that year. And then we Trevor were, Knight, yeah, we were in a playoff yeah, position we were in the first in, rankings. We were in, in the first rankings and then it derailed the next game. I think it was the next game that Trevor Knight got hurt against Mississippi, yeah, against State. Mississippi State. Yeah. Yep. He dove in the end zone and like hurt his shoulder. I think it was. And uh, that was what it was, right? It was a shoulder injury. But, yeah, it was um, like an Adrian Peter style thing. You know, you dive in the end zone, you get injured, you dislocate your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, it was like no, that's, well, that's what Adrian Peterson did in college. And um, it, yeah, but it was different. He right? would actually came in and played okay though. And I, I, yeah, and I mean, he did. You know, he's not a but... playmaker like Trevor Knight though. <sighs> Trevor Knight, you know, Trevor Knight was a great quarterback for us that year. Um. And it was a shame that he got hurt because I really felt like we could have made the playoff that year. <laughs> I don't think he was the right guy to lead us for the playoffs, but um... no, I'm not saying I don't know if we would have, you know, like advanced or anything. Like I, I think we could have made, snuck in. Um, I think our only loss was to was to Bama at the time. Yeah, and... we we lost to Bama, and then we're still number four in the rankings. Yeah, and I remember a lot of people were, like, mad about that. But also at the time, a lot of other teams hadn't, like, uh, played anyone of significance yet. <laughs> yeah. And so I I feel like it was justified to put us at four when they did, but it was also justified for us to fall way the hell out of there by the end. <laughs> yeah, I so. remember when that ranking came out, I was in line at Panda Express in the basement of the MSC. Oh, memories. That's and, you know, they have a bunch right of TVs there. down there, yes. so it, it got unveiled and – Everyone there, we were all going crazy and being like, holy cow, holy cow. Like, it could actually happen. And then it didn't. <laughs> no, yeah, it was very short-lived. But, short-lived for sure. Yeah, since then, we've had some, ignoring Kellen Mond's tenure, we've had some pretty bad quarterback injuries. Yeah. Which, and... didn't Kellen take over because of an injury? Yeah, I think he took over because Starkle was hurt. Yeah, Starkle, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and then Starkle transferred after Mon took over because like Mon did, you know, pretty well. Um but yeah, I think Starkle was hurt in that UCLA, you know, disaster. Right? Yeah, I blocked that out. That's why I wasn't remembering it actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'm pretty sure that was part of the re- cuz you know, Mon didn't exactly do the best when he came in. It was his first playing time. Um and... yeah, on the road. 
yeah, yeah. on the road and you know very quickly a disaster ensued <laughs> yeah let's let's get move past that then yeah yeah i know i'm <laughs> getting into a dark place uh, <laughs> the battered aggie syndrome is going to start kicking in and we, we still have way too much way too long in the season for that uh and, you know it already kind of did a little bit when uh w- when connor went down yeah. just watching him starting to limp even in that game i was just like no no not again but, yeah you know, I do feel I do feel better that someone like Max is coming in uh, that has experience that played last year for us. That you know played all right last year before he was hurt. Um, you know, yeah, he was all right. He Max reminds me a little bit of Kellen Mond. I'm gonna say, and it's um, the I'm gonna say in that he's no Kellen was better. But Kellen was better by the end of his career, and Max very well may be at that level by the end of his career too. Well, we're we're comparing the end of Kellen Mond's career four years versus Max Johnson, who's in his fourth year. Okay, that's true. Then, then by that, that in mind. The, but okay, by Keep that, that metric, in mind. Then, yeah, by that metric, then okay, Ke- you yes, sir, Kellen's better. Um, but the similarity that I would draw is that they're, you know, exactly what you're going to get from them, and they're fairly reliable as far as turning the ball over um I, but they're not like i don't know how to say it because like mckellen had that x factor with his legs uh like remember, max has got a little bit of that though too that's what i'm saying it's just yeah but max, back is, max isn't gonna do what kellen did against arkansas that one year remember when he mm. didn't step out of bounds but they called it out of bounds yeah and you know you max know, maybe, doesn't have that kind of play in him maybe it's not a fair comparison but matt but I feel like their their talent level is around the same. But they're, but I don't know how to say. It, but their their talent yeah, they're, they're both different. four stars, weren't they? Yeah. So maybe so maybe that's why I'm saying that because I feel like Max, you know, is a better is a better thrower than Kellen was. But Kellen had that little bit of X factor with his legs. So, but I feel like their talent level, if you like, add those things together, is around the same. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Connor's more of an elite, you know, like had a higher ceiling eventually oh, yeah. get to for sure you know connor would have still been the guy i saw some people like debating like oh well are they gonna go with max now because he played really well and i'm like no it's still connor's no. team if he's healthy no y- but you watch you watch the way both guys throw the ball you know max yeah. johnson basically he throws it one way and that right. is you know he, he doesn't have the touch on it you know you talk about you know players having you know clubs in their bag you know like golf clubs yeah connor's got all these different golf clubs. He puts touch on the ball. He can rifle it in there he's, when he needs to. He, he knows how to do all that. that. You know, when a play breaks down, guys, too, Connor can. When a play breaks down, you know he's got that that ability to to escape and to just create something yeah. out of nowhere too. Like that, those like improvisers do. You know, you think about guys like I don't know an NFL comparison, which is you know way far ahead. But you think about guys who can improvise now. Like that's the way football's going. You know you. Johnny used to improvise all the time. And now, you know, a modern comparison, I don't know what's Patrick Mahomes is a guy who improvises a lot, right? Those guys who can just get outside the pocket, more mobile, you know, it, I, having that, having that as a club in your bag, right. Or being able to improvise is, is huge. That's, that's the, that is the yeah. X factor that makes Connor different. Yeah. But like, you know, going back to some of these recent quarterbacks we have, like, you know, Haynes, King, Calzada, all they had was, you know, they could only throw it as hard as they could in like a straight laser. They yeah. couldn't 
you know, put some touch on the ball to get it over a guy. Calzada put it sure. right in the back corner of the end zone with some touch, you know. They couldn't do stuff like that. Connor, he's got that ability. And, you know, as, as good as Max is, he, he doesn't quite have it. And, and that's a big difference to have. Yeah. And, yeah, like he doesn't have that, that whole, you know, that, that, that X factor either. I, I don't I don't know that he has necessarily an X factor like you see with a guy like um, yeah yeah and that I think that's what I was saying I felt like Kellen you know he was really reliable he's a really great quarterback but I feel like he didn't have quite an extreme X factor either he had his legs but he didn't have like that that next level of see it's hard. I I agree with you it it looked like that but it's hard for me to really be too harsh on Kellen from that standpoint because like I said earlier but he was in he did not offense. have very many weapons. He and really he did. By the time he, offense. well, no. By the time he developed as a thrower, his junior and senior year, where he was actually fairly comfortable throwing down the field and yeah. throwing the ball, he did, really didn't have much of anything weapons wise. They were all fairly mediocre players. You know, nobody's gone on to play in the NFL at all, which is true. a real shame considering the profile of our recruitment. Yeah, and. uh you know he was he was supposed to have some, because <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, Demos came in around uh, the time he was there, right? And then he had yeah, you know, I mean, off the field issues. At that point, you're still relying on a freshman. Sure, which uh, is not a but, very smart thing to do if you're a college program. You know, you you'd yeah, rather no. the freshmen you, sit while you have these sophomore and junior studs, and then once the freshman gets in the program, you know, as a sophomore, they kind of get into it. Very few players can really emerge as freshmen, you know. Yeah. The, the last guy that – the last few guys we've seen do that is like Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jamar Chase, right? Right. It, it's hard to to be, you know. The, well, I mean, but look at look at Evan Stewart, though. He came in as a freshman last year and <laughs> lit it up. But Well, I mean, that's why you're a five-star. <laughs> like a top-tier five-star. Sure. Yeah, the, those are the only guys that are supposed to even really – you know, you think about – old school, you know, college football, your freshmen typically come in and sit a year unless you're just like, you know, even if you're a lot of times, if you go, you know, to a bigger program, even if you're a five-star, you might sit a year because mm-hmm. there's, there's another five-star ahead of you. You know, that's, that's how these guys just reload every year, like Alabama's and the Georgia's and hopefully the A&M's of the world. Um, I mean, it, they, they got the machine going right now. At least on the recruiting side of things, which I love to see. Yeah, and nil helps for sure, but um, but also, I mean, we have world class facilities. You know, we have a great campus. <laughs> we have a great Our facilities. School. Will be getting better as well. Yeah, and they're getting better. That that's what blows my mind is they're already like world class, and then they just you know, like oh, we also need this. I don't know if you watched watched the pulse at all on uh, yeah. Yeah, so they had a thing talking all about like their their indoor facility was on the I think it was on the last episode or a couple episodes ago, and they have like um, they're using like VR and different stuff to where the linemen can like line up, and it's like they're facing off against um, uh, they can see like the whole field on a screen, and like they're they're using VR and they have full size fields. It's all indoors too, so if it's like you know storming or even if it's too hot <laughs> they can go inside and uh work in there and they can wait it's just it's ridiculous you know so 
uh, recruits, go to A&M. It's, it, it's cool. For sure. <laughs> You'll like it. You need we'll to loud for you. You need to get a player to do an NIL deal with the podcast. Yo, that would be sick. That that's that's an idea there. That's an idea there. If uh, if Ryan McCollum was still on the team, <laughs> I could have done it with him because he's related to to Parker. You know, he has yeah. ties back to the to the uh, the Texas music scene. But uh, yeah, so any players out there looking for you know, yeah, yeah you know. I don't know if I'm in a financial situation. <laughs> I was about to say, I want to give the money at this point. <laughs> you know, I, maybe I can provide like, you know, like a, like a, like a free sticker or something. A Red Daredevil Show t-shirt. <laughs> if you just say like, go watch the podcast. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> right. <laughs> Someday that'd be a cool thing to get going though. Oh, for sure. No, I got, so I have a lot of cool ideas too. We can talk about that real quick. Um, I I would love to I have no idea how to do this, so if anyone does know, they can, you know, reach out to me at Red Dirt Aggie Show at gmail dot com or social media or in the comments below. But um it was an idea that was presented to me actually by a former guest on here. Garrett Smith was his name. He's uh he's a musician, he's an Aggie and he uh presented this idea. He's like, Why don't you make a music festival where you have all of your guests that have been on the podcast come and perform at said music festival, do it somewhere in college station or the surrounding area, get local businesses to sponsor it. And I'm like, that sounds like an incredible idea, but it also sounds really hard and I have no idea where to begin. You know, I'm like, that could be pretty cool. Red dirt Aggie fest or whatever, maybe Aggie park or like wherever they do chili fest. I don't know. Could, host something like that I also yeah. don't know I also don't know if that's incredibly expensive or not or like well, that's I don't why know you get this... the businesses to sponsor yeah and then you know then you reach out to the artist it would probably take you know a few years to set up but something that could be cool maybe we can get <laughs> that Parker concert in Kyle Field that <laughs> they're always talking about yeah because he he wants to play a show in Kyle Field, and other people want him to, but I don't know if the school wants to do that or not. <laughs> but um, I don't know why they just wouldn't break in one day and just start playing, <laughs> see who shows up. <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. Imagine you're just like walking through campus and you hear like Parker singing over the PA or, or over the like speakers in Kyle. Field you ever and... <laughs> you ever watch those videos of that guy who just goes into like random college football stadiums and tries to walk on the field? <laughs> no, but I, I've seen those ones where people will like um, get like a, they'll just get a ladder and see how far they can get and sneak into stuff and like somebody no, made so it this, into the Super Bowl carrying a ladder. This sick. guy like <laughs> he just goes to. He's mostly based in the Midwest. He's done some other stuff, but he just goes to like sure. college football stadiums on random days. He was doing a lot over the summer, right? And uh, he would just walk around the stadium until he would find a door to get in that was open and unlocked. Yeah, so it's like okay, I'm not you know breaking in. I'm not you know, I'm not trying to do anything like super illegal. If you catch me, I'm gonna be like, oh, I just walked in an open door. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, well, right. it's not, yeah, it's so, not breaking in or breaking and entering if it's unlocked, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so then he just, his, at goal the is, his, his goal is always to get to the field and, um, you know, <laughs> touch the grass there and all that. Yeah. 
I'm, but I'm I, I'd like to see someone try and do that with Kyle Field because I touched the grass. I feel like it's before. pretty secure, <laughs> but at the same time, from my own personal experience, I know there are vulnerabilities sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like when you rush the field against LSU. <laughs> well, no, but like when you go grab the <laughs> basketball hoop. <laughs> oh, underneath the. <laughs> yeah, you could, where we store the store the basketball hoop at Kyle Field. Yeah, that thing was a pain, a pain to drag over there. Oh, I know. Believe me, me and Colin would take it over there. Uh, well, <laughs> Colin did it most of the time. I, I admit, I, I was, I, I, I did oversleep quite a few times when I was supposed to go to Banner Holds. Really, you? Yeah, you, you know me. Who, who would have thought, right? But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Colin would have to come by and <laughs> bang on the. Yeah, you got to check out the the guy. His name is G Fed. G F E D. GFED. All right. Well, we'll have to we'll have to check him out. Maybe maybe he could could hop on here and be a guest or something. Sometimes he's kind of big time. Yeah. Well, then that would be good. <laughs> he's got a really big following. Yeah. Yeah. That that's what we want. <laughs> okay. We we want people with big followings. <laughs> with All right. people with big followings and people with maximum followings. <laughs> yep. Do we have anything else to talk about Aggie football wise or? Well, I mean, uh, you know, uh, the the uh, it's time to kill the piggies up in Jerry World. It's time for the that's right. piggy roast. Beat the hell out of Arkansas. Uh, beat the hell out of Arkansas. But oink doink them. Yeah, oink doink them for sure. Um, what a great name! What an absolutely fantastic doink? name. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I, I think it was. I think it's credited to someone on Texags. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I'm not. You know. Maybe the greatest thing to come out of Texags. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of negativity there. <laughs> oh, I, I love Tex-Ax, but some of the some of the people on there are insufferable. <laughs> um, but Like Colin and Justin? <laughs> yeah, they're not openly so so bad as some of the... It, it was just the, the old acts that, you know, resist change, and it's anonymous, so they think they can say whatever they want and have no repercussions and really they can because it's not anonymous but uh, plus Lucci's never gonna get rid of those guys because they pay him money yeah yeah that too it's better uh, for business to let those forums be the wild wild west <laughs> oh yeah it, it's uh it, it's it's entertaining though there are there are areas that are entertaining there are areas to avoid um, on those forums. it makes us look bad on the message board geniuses twitter account Oh yeah, but yeah. then again, every school has idiots like that. I, I'm convinced too that there's people that are like creating posts just to try to make it on that Twitter account. Oh, there, there for sure is, but <laughs> I think most of the stuff from the Aggies are not. Yeah, fake. I, yeah, because uh, uh, we have enough lunatics in our fan base on Texags. Well, we just have a lot of people at our school, so odds are there's going to be several lunatics. You know, I mean, think about our enrollment size is kind of ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. odds are, you know, at least half of them are going to be idiots when it comes to sports. <laughs> yeah. And now, I remember when we played Wake Forest in the bowl game, our <laughs> current student population was larger than Wake Forest's entire student population over their entire, like, existence. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, which Wake Forest is really small, but... They're it, a small it, North it, Carolina school. <laughs> it's crazy to think about how massive A&M is, and it's only getting bigger. Yeah, um, yeah. I was gonna make Arkansas a though. Joke, Do you like but... our chances with Max? Yeah, I mean, I always like our chances against Arkansas. It's a pretty safe bet. 
We've what, lost them once. <laughs> We've lost since once rejoining. Since they've been in the SEC. Yeah. And it was, yeah, you know, um, we we, we probably should have lost last year, but but we, we pulled did, it out. Oh yeah, I mean, we that's pulled what it I'm out. I've also come to know that regardless of the status of either team, it's just going to be pure chaos whenever we play them. So, oh, like, yeah. you know, just, you know, uh, be ready for if you wear an Apple Watch or anything like that, it's going to be telling you, you know, to, like, relax or whatever because your heart rate is going up. The decibel level, maybe. <laughs> and if you're in there, the decibel level is going to shoot up if you're at the game. Yeah. Um, you know, stay stay away from – from stay away from the hog fans. Some of them can be a little mean. Uh, some of them threw giant coke on Colin. He likes to tell that story. <laughs> but most of the ones I've encountered were were okay. Or, but that was because every time I went, we won. So I felt like they couldn't really talk too much crap. That's true. <laughs> so I, I don't know what they would be like if we lost. <laughs> that might be a disaster. Yep. But uh, I have a good friend of mine he's he's been on the podcast when we were in audio only format and his name is uh we call him tyler the unfortunate razorback and he'll be stopping by at today and he'll he'll give his his little breakdown on arkansas and what he thinks is going to happen in the game and we're live here with tyler the unfortunate razorback and it's you know unfortunate that he is a razorback because such a great guy but such a such a you know unfortunate thing that's that debatable you had to go to the wrong school um and you know we're sending each other the memes just like last year uh tyler was our first guest ever on the red dirt aggie show i think like episode two he's back and we even have video now we didn't have that when he came on before i literally was Stages. calling him i was calling him on my cell phone and holding it up to the microphone so we could <laughs> record so and it wasn't even a microphone i was holding it up to like the microphone MacBook. on my Mac, just like, yeah, we got a podcast. So, but we're a lot more professional now. Stone Ages. Uh, <laughs> we're on the up and up. You know, Parker McCollum has been on, so you know that's cool. Um, if you haven't seen that episode, check it out. It's got over one point five thousand views now. So we're, oh we're, on the, we're on the rise. Um. Anyway, though, it's a uh, Southwest Classic season. Uh, we're sending memes of pigs being slaughtered and that famous video with the pig calling contest and the thingy that I send every year. Um, you know, it's always a crazy game. It doesn't seem to matter uh, how the teams are actually doing in the season. <laughs> when they get to that point, they can be both, you know, like have lost two games or they could both be undefeated and it's the same kind of chaos in the game. And um, this year, neither one of us have are undefeated and you know we had some struggles to start the season but also had some good moments and um how, how do you feel about how arkansas season's going so far well i think our record depicts exactly how we're playing i don't think we're getting anything easy and we're not and we're earning whatever we get um our first game against west carolina Western Carolina, we won thirteen to fifty six, and then Kent State six to twenty eight, and then after that it goes downhill. We've got two losses in a row, an embarrassing yeah. one at to BYU at home, which one we should have absolutely won, and then a close one on the road, thirty one to thirty four against LSU last week, which is another game we could have easily won. Well, I remember um, um, kind of keeping up with that on the side while I was, you know 
watching A&M play and stuff last week. Or Actually, I guess A&M had already played, but I remember monitoring on my phone. I wasn't in front of a TV, so I couldn't watch. But um, I remember seeing Arkansas was leading the majority of that game, and then they kind of like fell apart in the second half when LSU um, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, uh, halftime. We went into halftime, thirteen to ten. Yeah, so you had that that little bit of a lead for yeah. the whole first half, and then yeah. So most of yeah, it, it, and you're the, in Death Valley at night. I mean, it's always tough to win over there. But yeah, it, but we just like let's see here. Let's look at the stats. We had so total yards. We had four twenty six, and they had five hundred and nine. <laughs> um, they had 320 passing. We had 289. We had 137 rushing, and they had 189. And so a lot of turnovers, though that that's turnovers that wrong or um third down efficiency about the same actually. We had eight, thirteen, six, and ten. Uh, we have one fourth down. We had a fake punt. <laughs> Well, right, but you know, you throw any interceptions or fumble at all, you know that. that uh, we have two. Fumble. We have two interceptions. Yeah, and that... and so our efficiency was definitely not as good as the Tigers. We had a, our time of possession was thirty four minutes and twenty two seconds, and they had twenty five thirty eight. So there's a big, almost so, yeah. an entire quarter difference right there. So you had you had the ball a lot more than they did, but they were scoring quicker. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like, and. You know, the, it seems to me like, you know, maybe the, the defense was struggling a bit out there, giving up 500-something total yards. That's never, you know, you know, it's hard to win a game like that. No. Whereas your offense your offense put up pretty decent numbers from the sounds of it with 400-something total yards. Yeah, but it's it just, you know, just watching it, it just felt like our offense wasn't doing as well as they easily could have. It doesn't yeah, help. Yeah, finishing drives help. and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't help that we haven't had Rocket Sanders for the past three games. Uh, oh, good old Raheem Rocket Sanders. I think he, I think he's, he was on the depth chart for the LSU game, and then about an hour beforehand, beforehand Sam Pittman came out and said he wasn't going to play, uh, which well, def, know, which definitely hurt us. He probably wants to be cautious with injuring himself. You know, you all have already dropped three games now, and he's going to try to go pro next year. So you know, he wants to protect his body. I'm sure for that. Oh, as well. absolutely, absolutely. You know, you can't fault him for taking his time getting back to being healthy. But no, I don't. Definitely I, one of the best running backs in the. It's country, not him. Really. It's he wants to come back. It's uh, Sam Pittman that is yeah, telling him. Like, not yet. <laughs> yeah, he. Um, I believe he's supposed to come back for this game, for the Southwest Classic. We'll see. Said he's yeah, supposed man. to come back last week, but. But it's definitely taking a toll on the offense just because, um, you know, we would normally have, if he's not running, we would have KJ run and have him block for him. But since we don't have him blocking. Um, well, yeah, it makes you not as dynamic on they, offense. They're making KJ stay back in the pocket a little longer than he normally would and making him second guess his natural instinct just, excuse me, just to run. And so he's putting himself in uh, tough decisions and yeah. he doesn't know when to get rid of the ball or when to throw it. So he's definitely got a lot of work to do, but if we can get Rocket back and KJ can get back to his natural playing yeah, ability. You got you to free him a little bit. He can't just yeah. sit in there and 
be one dimensional when he's a multi dimensional guy for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and you know we had we had a star quarterback on the rise here, uh, Connor Wigman over at Adem hurt last week. He's out for the season now, broke his foot. <sighs> and so you know, of course, coming into this game, you know I, you know I'm always overconfident going into this game just because we've won you know nine out of the ten years, whatever we've won you know all but one since we've been in the SEC, but. I you know now losing your star quarterback it's like not to sit here and make excuses but you know I'm not as confident as I was at the beginning of the week when I didn't know that he was well, you know even even if both teams are at full health it's never a for sure win no it's always it, like it, it comes down to the last play in almost every single game if you got a smartwatch it's gonna be like triggering the we were talking about that with I was talking about that with Joey earlier if you have like um. Well, the smart watches is going to be like going off like, you know, you need heart to take rate. a break. Yeah, heart yeah. rate's too high. And if you're at the game, the decibel thing's going to be going off because it's Ir- loud. And irregular. <laughs> irregular heartbeats. Yeah. It's going to be like, are you okay? <laughs> like, no, so I'm not. <laughs> let's, let's look at the stats from last year. Last was, year. Last year was insane. There was a lot uh, of insanity. Last year. And you remember that so, play where yeah, uh, I remember the diving over the goal line and then the, yes. the return with the pitch. And then you had the, of course the oink oink at the end. There was just so much like crazy stuff that happens in there. Yeah. So unfortunately both teams did not come to play that game. No, it was just sloppy all the way around. Um, let's see. Honestly, we, 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 deserved every bit to lose that game last year but we won so it was like oh well that's nice let's but... see so <laughs> total last year total yards arkansas 415 and 343 passing yeah, like... yards 171 and 151 rushing yards arkansas 244 and 192 yards per play you'll have his beat on yards per play we have five point seven and you had six point two. And then and that... time time of possession is almost exactly two minutes. So it's almost dead even. We had it... thirty one thirty and y'all twenty nine twenty six. That game last year too, um, you know, A M ended up getting the win, but like you said, they they really didn't even deserve to win that game. But it really felt like the that was really when I started to like it really felt like the, the downfall of our team kind of started to trend downward in that game and after that game because and then we go and then we also lose oh, probably our best receiver last year in that game too Anaya Smith goes down for the season oh uh, in that game. that's right and then he he's back this year he's like a sixth year senior man. or whatever but um, y'all had man y'all had their data efficiency we were 6 for 15 and y'all were 4 for 12 so it's yeah, about it was the just same atrocious um and Arkansas with... was dominating that whole first half, and they're about to score a touchdown and go up big, and that's when that fumble happened, and that like swung the whole well, momentum of the game. We were fourteen and zero going into the second quarter, and then right here, yeah. y'all scored, y'all scored uh, on that fumble. Uh, yeah, scored on the fumble, and then kicked yeah. the field goal. So it was fourteen thirteen going into half, and then y'all nuts. Uh, and then y'all scored ten more points in the third, and then we scored once in the fourth. And then that, uh, the missed pick is what had a had a shot to win it with a short field goal, but it hit the top. It was the craziest mm-hmm. thing. I've and ever he's seen. he's had another one of those mm-hmm. this season. Yeah, but I know. It, it, it was it, like it went in this time. So, <laughs> oh okay. 
so because I know I saw people were like, no way, like Shannon, like, like he did it again. <laughs> well, he's like, it's just really surprising. Yeah. It's just one of those fluke things that just happened at the worst yeah. time. But he's one of the better kickers in the NCAA right now. They went over to Australia and recruited this guy. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the kickers and punters are getting pulled out of like Australia from like yep. uh, the rugby kickers and the soccer players and stuff. Yep. They're going and finding them in other countries now. Yep, because cool. they yeah they practice when the kickers here, kickers. I mean, you don't really you're not really born saying hey I want to be a kicker in the NFL. You usually start playing soccer, yeah, and or something else. Go play, go play football or something. Um, let's see, man, y'all had nine penalties for sixty five yards. We had three for thirty. That's yeah, definitely sloppy, sloppy all the way around. So definitely, it just came down to. Two stupid mistakes by Arkansas. Yeah, you know, KJ trying to dive from like five yards out. Five yards out. <laughs> Probably wasn't the best decision, you know. He, he he idolizes Cam Newton, but I think he was trying a little too hard to, to do the Superman thing. <laughs> yeah, he, he... Came back to bite him in the butt. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah. But no, you know, one it, just, it, no one <laughs> was really sure at the uh, intention... Or what he was thinking. I don't think he was thinking at all. I just think he saw the end zone and he was like, I dove. can get there. Yeah. I don't <laughs> And it was it what was it, like third down? Yeah. You, or it you wasn't know, even it wasn't even. I it was like he didn't have to yeah, like if he goes down you're still gonna get three. It's not like the end of the world and you're already up two scores. But yeah, I think just... I think we had another try at the end of the, so it wasn't like we desperately needed that. We I mean it would have been nice yeah. for the lead. But, but you know, even with Arkansas twenty one point lead is not does it not decide a game for us. <laughs> he at least he dove because Cam Newton doesn't like to dive. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Especially if he's in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, Pan- the Panthers fan of me hurts with that one. Um, <sighs> oh, by the way, fun fact: you know the Panthers uh, had Bumper Pool on their practice squad for a little bit from Arkansas. And they cut they cut him though I think oh. like, uh, before the season started. But yeah, Bumper Pool, one of those guys who's who took full advantage of those like seven or eight years of eligibility in, in college, man, to play football because um, he, he was he was pretty good. I liked him. Yeah, uh, he was a solid linebacker. No, he was he defensive end. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he was like a like an edge, like a linebacker lineman combo. Um, but yeah, you got any predictions for the game besides craziness? <laughs> um, I think it's going to be a high scoring. Um, neither neither one of our defenses look very hot this season. Um, so I think it's going to yeah. be a shootout. Um, I think it is going to be forty. I think it's going to be 42 to 30, 42 to 35, Arkansas. No, sorry, 42, 42 to 38. I think we win. 42, 38, Arkansas wins? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think Arkansas wins. <laughs> um, but as far as the score, I don't think that's too far off. Um. I'd say more. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say 38 to 38 to 31. Um, Ags. 
on top. Th- 38 to 31 Ags by a touchdown. 38, 31 Aggies, yeah. So let's Ag look at touchdown. let's look at what they have the spread at. They've got the spread right now is um, uh, minus six for Texas A&M. So you're not far off. And the I wouldn't touch the spread on this game for either. No, side absolutely ever. not. Because it's just it's, you never oh. know. Go so, ever about the spread on this. <laughs> the the over under is fifty three and a half. I think we hit the uh, over. I think the over will be hit. Um, I think there'll be a lot of points. Now, especially if Rocket Sanders is back, y'all are going to run all over our defense. Our run defense is not um, our strength. And that is that is part of the reason that a lot of people want Dirk and gone, our defensive coordinator. Uh, we had Last year, we had the number one pass defense in the nation, and we were second to last in the nation in run defense. <laughs> so it was like, and you know why? Because he only rushes three or four guys every time and keeps everybody else back in coverage. So, obviously, you're going to be able to defend the pass well like that, but you're not going to get any freaking pressure or stop the run. Yeah, you can <laughs> read that from a mile away. Yeah, so once they figure out they can run, they're like, oh. And you get, you play a team with a good running back or a good offensive line, and you just get screwed over like Ole Miss ran all over us last year because of that. That's why That's why I think Arkansas has a chance because yeah. of the run defense. Got... And if Rocket Sander ends up, ends up actually playing then it's going to be oh yeah it's, it's going to be uh it's going to be closer than we think yeah just and because you know, i um i also i would have liked our chances better with with our other quarterback too because he's got that mobility uh max johnson he's he's the way i described it earlier with joey he's he's relatively fast but he doesn't have any acceleration <clears throat> so like he can get going fast once he starts running but it takes him a while to get up to that speed so it's kind of like when you play madden and you got the guy with like low acceleration but yeah like he's like running in place until <laughs> until you get going i, I like i like mm. max johnson i think he came in and did really like well against name. against the, he's got a max johnson uh, yeah last year we had max johnson and then we had like a coach on our baseball team named max wiener and it was just like wow that's that works the memes are there. Um, Max Johnson, <laughs> did he play against Arkansas? You know, I don't remember, but um, crazy thing about him is he's a. Uh, uh, I did. I think I also mentioned this to Joy, but he's a uh, he's a redshirt sophomore, but he should be like a senior because um, he got a redshirt for last year because he only played in four games and then he got hurt. Interesting. And then I think he had he played in the COVID year and that didn't count, <laughs> and then he also played. Um, another season at LSU or something. So, uh, or here, I don't know. Somehow he's a redshirt sophomore and he should be a senior. So it's just, you know, getting those extra years. <laughs> Take advantage. Absolutely. There's that one player. I forgot what team it was for. I saw he, he was like in his ninth season of eligibility or something. Well, nothing ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's but ridiculous. Also, you also have, um, his Max Johnson's brother has placed tight end for A and M too. He threw a touchdown to his brother last so week. His first, cool. his first touchdown. I saw that. That was pretty yeah. incredible. They want to get a NIL deal. Johnson and Johnson, a family company. Going that for... that would be really funny. <laughs> yeah, we had a <laughs> the NIL deals are are wild. Mm. Uh, Joey earlier was like, "Oh, you you should get an NIL deal for the podcast," and I was like, "Oh, that's a great idea." And I was like, "But I don't have the money for that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I don't think I could pay a player to." Represent oh, yeah, yeah. 
you know, maybe that would someday. Be, <laughs> maybe someday get a go uh, get a sponsor <laughs> from Harry's. <laughs> really, the only the only podcast I listen to is the Red Dirt Aggie Show. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> <laughs> Available on YouTube and Spotify, <laughs> and also Apple Music. Um, but yeah, well, uh, you listen to any uh, any new country music or anything lately? You like to share with us what you've been listening to lately? Uh, I didn't been prepare you for that. Lately. So take your time. <laughs> um, lately, no, I haven't really been listening to anything new. There hasn't been a whole lot of new stuff that I've been enjoying, honestly. Um, I, I do don't like know if you're a Zach new... Bryan fan at all, or, uh, uh, or no, Turnpike. I have, not, I have not listened to the new Turnpike singles were decent. Yeah, their um, albums out too. I have not listened to the album yet. Um, the Cat in the Rain. Uh, Zach Bryan. No, I haven't listened to him much. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Luke Bryan. Not Luke Bryan. Sorry, gosh, Luke Combs. <laughs> Wrong yeah, Luke. Luke Combs. Yeah, the, the yeah, much Bryan. I was mixed up with <laughs> Zach Bryan and Luke. So yeah. Luke, Luke Combs, I've listened to a lot lately. Um, Zach, by the way, shout out to Zach. The other day he sent me a text and he was like, "This reminds me of us," and it was Zach a picture of Zach Bryan because <laughs> it's Zach and Bryan. <laughs> oh my god! It's like was yeah. that his mugshot? No, no, <laughs> no. Oh yeah, he was he was pulled over by the um, police, and I read the thing. He basically was like. Hey, you guys should let me go, and I'll give you tickets. So like, he like tried to bribe them. Hell I think yeah. that, that's what they gave him a ticket for. He was trying to bribe them, I think. Hell yeah! And then he just bailed right out of jail. But <laughs> and everyone, they immediately on Spotify uh, made his mugshot the picture for the outlaw music playlist or something like that. <laughs> um. Okay, so I don't mean to interrupt, but we have a huge update of baseball. Okay. Uh, the Seattle Mariners just walked off the Texas Rangers. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So how does that put us in the standings then? Go Strohs, um, by the way. We support the Strohs here. So if, if we if we sweep if we sweep this, then we're I think if we win two games, we're automatically we've clinched we've clinched the wild card. But yeah, if we <laughs> If we yeah, if we sweep or if we get two wins, we automatically clinch the wild card. Um, yes, sir. The Rangers and the Mariners on a four-game series. If um, if the Mariners win one more, I think it ends up in a tie for the Astros and the Rangers. And the Rangers have so if we sweep, we play the Diamondbacks uh, this weekend. Yes. Right? Yes, yeah. and we're away, so we should be okay. We play uh, if we sweep the Diamondbacks. Been playing well at home. <laughs> no, if we sweep the Diamondbacks and the the Mariners win two, I believe, off of the Rangers, it'll be a tie, which will win the AL because we've got the better season record on them over the Rangers. Yeah, over the Rangers. So uh, that's what we're praying for, and they just lost one. Yeah, and I mean, um, last night was huge too because we. Um... I think if we would have lost last night, we would have fell out of the race completely for, uh, uh not completely. We would have had to, it would have been, it would have been hard to come back. Yeah. Or it was the race for the division. I think we were still, you know, in the wild card, but they they were saying last uh, night was almost like a playoff game. Like a, it was the importance of it. Yeah. If we hadn't won last night, we were, it, we would have been out of the playoff race 
or no, not out of the race, but we would not out of have... the division. We wouldn't have won in the division. I think is what it was because the no. Rangers won last night. The Rangers won last night, uh, but the Mariners would have beat us, and they would have jumped us in the division. Yeah, and they would be ahead of us. And whoever gets second place in our division is the last wild card spot. So we're both fighting for the yeah. Division. Three teams fighting for the division and the wild card spot. It's a close race, you know. It is. <laughs> and then you have Nail the A's. <laughs> but yeah. um, R.I.P. to the A's. You know, I, I feel bad for their fans because they literally just are campaigning for the owner to sell the team. They don't even <laughs> like nothing else. They're just like, just sell the team so that they'll stay here, please. Yeah, <laughs> but they they already bought land out in Oakland and got it approved. So yeah, in Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Las Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it. And then um, it stinks, you know. They already lost the Raiders, and then how they're gonna lose? Mm-hmm. They don't have any teams out there, except for that community college that was on Last Chance U. <laughs> what was it? Uh, there was the Oakland one, the Last Chance U. Oh one. yes, <laughs> I forgot which one that was. Laney College, I think. Laney yeah, college. that was a good one because there there wasn't as many scandals <laughs> like you have with the other ones. <laughs> but uh, the scandals kind of tainted the other ones a little bit. But um, that's all I'll say about that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, thanks for stopping by here on the Red Dirt Aggie Show. Mm-hmm. Um, anything thanks else you want to add before uh before the game? Go Hogs, baby! <laughs> and uh, as always, uh, gig of Aggies and uh, beat the hell out of Arky this weekend. And uh, if you're watching this, uh, we're gonna cut back to to me and Joey after this segment. So. This has been the segment featuring Tyler Hanson, the OG guest, <laughs> and the unfortunate Razorback. And I'm going to go ahead and switch back into my, my Shredder hat with my Astros rants over. But uh, as always, thanks for watching with me and Tyler. I want to ask you real quick. Have you have you been listening to to any country music lately? Are you, I, I know you're not a huge country music guy, but you heard not really. Texas I've been on country, alt, Red Dirt. I've been or... on alt rock swing. Okay, well, what you've been listening to there, we can we can talk uh, about all rock for a little bit. I've really so there's this Canadian. This is actually really that alt rock. It's more just generic indie rock. But there's this Canadian sure. indie rock band that I somehow found, um, back in like 2010, 2011, 2012, right. somewhere in that range, called Zeus, and they released okay. a great album. You know, has a lot of influence from like the Beatles and just. That's the indie rock sound of that era and really great headphone album. The whole album is great. It's a journey. Uh, it, uh, that album was Zeus Say Us. So the album title Say Us. And they released their, I think, third or fourth studio album earlier this month. And it was like great to see because they hadn't released anything in like almost 10 years. Yeah, and then they just come so, out with a banger album. So I, I've been enjoying <laughs> that, and then I've been listening to this band called The Beths a lot. The what? The Beths. Like Elizabeth? The Beths. Oh, The Beths. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I've been enjoying uh, them. Uh, their lead singer, she's got a really nice voice, and that's, I, I've been enjoying like that type I- style of music. Wouldn't it be amazing if everyone in the band was named Beth, and that was why they? Yeah, that Beth. would be crazy. But I think <laughs> I think it's about her and a bunch of dudes. Oh, oh yeah. I just I just uh, looked them up. Yeah, looks like it's her and some dudes. But they're they're good. 
Um, they had an album come out last year, which is really good, and I've been really enjoying it, especially this month. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a trip up to Chicago to visit family, and that's what I listened to on the plane on the way back. Just that was my album of choice. Um, now I know you're a big Black Keys fan too, aren't you? Oh yeah. Are are they from Chicago? I can't remember where they. I don't know where they're from off the top of my head, but just you mentioning Chicago, I couldn't remember. But um, but yeah, I, I love I love me some Black Keys for sure. But yeah. Um, and then oh, another guy I've been listening to who I just stumbled across with one of his released newly released albums. His name's Brian Dunn. Um. What's it called? Uh, it's like something on the roof. Like, is it Brian with an I, or did they spell Brian, it? Yeah, Brian with an I done D U N N E. Hold up. Oh, so he me, spelled it. He spells his name the wrong way. Pull up my Spotify right Dang, now. Dang, he spells his first name and his last name the wrong way. Who puts an E at the end of done when it's D U N N? Sorry, Brian, but it's true. The yeah. Only way to spell Brian is B R Y N. Oh, loser on the ropes. That's what it is. Oh, that's that's depressing. that's a good album if you like a <laughs> indie kind sure. of folky rock, mellow, what? chill, ballady type album. You know, I've been enjoying that as well. Those those are probably been what I've been listening to most recently, music wise. Well, yeah, man, and um. That's probably a very long-winded answer for what you said. What are you listening to? But no, I mean that that was great. Oh, we, we need we always you know we're usually country on here, so it's good to get a, a, something different every now and then. Well, speaking of something different, um, what do you think of the new the new intro song when the team runs out? It's uh, what if I could play it and not get? I I think tracks? it's <laughs> I think it's objectively good, but you look at so many of the iconic. Um, like songs associated with college football teams, and like Virginia Tech, with also popular because they're prevalent in the pop culture zeitgeist. And so, anyone can resonate with it almost immediately. Like the um, Virginia Tech has Metallica, and yeah, Enter Sandman, yeah, Enter Sandman, and you know, uh, Country Roads, Eat Shit Pit, with all that. That one makes me laugh. <laughs> Jump around with Wisconsin, sure, pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, I kind of liked what we were doing at the end of the first quarter when we were playing. If you're gonna play in Texas, like, because that, that kind of was awesome. Was like, yeah, that and that's like an SEC thing. Complained. No, yeah, the old ass like, complained. Right, because it's by a band named Alabama. <laughs> yeah, because we, I asked DJ Mike. It was actually it might have been Colin. Yeah. Um, someone asked DJ Mike. Uh, and you you should get him on the podcast. That would be a good guest. Yeah, I would actually like that. That would be cool. Is he is he still the one who is the in stadium DJ at all the events? I, I don't know. Primarily, but, you know, you can just talk about doing with it him. When he did at least, you know, yeah. Talking about like how to hype up game day atmosphere and all that. Yeah, no, I, for I'd sure. have some. I'd have some good questions for him and what his favorite favorite, favorite moments DJing have been. But yeah, yeah so DJ Mike. What, Come on, going DJ back Mike. to um, yeah, uh, when we stopped playing, if you're going to play in Texas, got to have a fiddle in the band. Right. Um, we we st- we played that for like half the season after the first quarter. 
Yeah. It was awesome. You know, all the Sweet. students were into it, you know, dancing, staying hyped, you know, throughout the quarter break right and, middle. you know, keeping yeah. that energy going. Right. Right. And then they stopped because old ags complained to our in-stadium DJ that we don't want a song by a band from named Alabama. Yeah, but the whole it's song like, is about playing in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Which thing. I think, like, yeah. I think trumps it. Exactly. And I mean, think about the whole song that Alabama plays at their game, Dixieland Delight, is about Tennessee. <laughs> Driving through Tennessee. I was Tennessee. just about to say that. And so, you know, Tennessee trolled them when they beat them and rushed the field and everything. They played Dixieland Delight while they were rushing the field. And I thought that was funny. But, yeah, you know, they, they play the song and they're okay with the fact that they're singing about Tennessee. Um, it, so it's like, I, I don't I don't know. You know, and it kind of surprises me that uh, Alabama plays that song when they could literally just play Sweet Home Alabama. But, you know. <laughs> there's, there's I think other... Dixieland Delight's more fun because you got the added verbiage. Oh, yeah. You know, the the ones that we can't say. <laughs> I, I, I was I was up in uh, Indianapolis once, and we were at a piano bar. And uh, yeah. they, they somehow the piano people knew how to play that. They played yeah. it for us. And they were surprised to hear the added lyrics we added in at the bar because they'd never heard that before. Yeah, that's definitely a thing from the South. <laughs> no, it totally is. Well, isn't – I'm pretty sure the, the on beer and the other ones are there, but the whole, you know, like <laughs> the, the other ones that are referring to football are not going to be there. <laughs> it, maybe. Everywhere I you go. I, all I know is what we do down here. Well, yeah, and you know – and, you know, a lot of Aggies have changed it to, you know, F Texas instead of... Uh, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, instead of, you know, Auburn. And then it, it flows nicer that way. <laughs> but, um... We don't need to... I, I guess we could change Auburn away because, you know, they've been F'd yeah, hard cares? enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we did that to them. Maximum Johnson <laughs> F'd them out. Everyone's going <laughs> to do that to them. Max Johnson F'd them up. <laughs> he got them. Got him good. He got good penetration mm-hmm. in that defense. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, I think that's I think that's all we have. Did you have anything else you want to add on Aggie football or? No, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I have no expectations going forward. You know, I could see us winning. I could see us losing this game. You know, especially with the quarterback position the way it is. <laughs> Every um, week now, I think that's how I'm going to kind of feel. It's just the way it is in the and, SEC. And, you know, with Connor out, I'm not going to be – I'm going to try and not get too upset over it. Yeah, you know, I – it's just I, – I would I would like, you know, to have, like, that 10-win season. Honestly, like, you know, I, I don't think the, the playoffs on the table. I don't think a lot of the – I don't know necessarily that we have any kind of shot at an SEC championship at this point. I'm not saying any of it's off the table because technically it's not, and I don't want to be, you know, jinxing anything, so I'm going to knock on the wood right here. But honestly, like, a 10-win season would just be so thrilling. I just, yeah. It, and it's like, you know, even that, though, is going to be t- tough with an SEC schedule and a backup quarterback. No matter how good the quarterback is, he still wasn't your starter. He's still not your best player in that position. No. And, um, but, you know, we're, we're rolling with Max Johnson and uh, I've seen some some emojis that people are using to talk about them that look interesting, and uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. But 
Giga Mags beat the hell out Giga. of Arkansas. And um, as always, Giga and God bless. This is Brian the Red Dirt Aggie here with Joey Humongo. Thanks for watching. <laughs>